The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. To total career success with Ken and Cheryl Dawson. The mission of this radio show is to enable every listener to achieve their career aspirations and advance their careers to achieve their potential and meet their financial goals. Now, here are your hosts, Ken and Cheryl Dawson. Welcome, everyone. This is Ken and Cheryl with Dr. Ivan Meisner. We've got an exciting show for you today. Um, Dr. Meisner is best-selling author of Networking Like a Pro, Turning Contacts into Connections, along with many other titles. We'll be talking about some of them in the show today. Well, it doesn't matter what business you are in, what role you perform, whether you might be in for a for-profit or not-for-profit, whether you're seeking a new job or perhaps would like to advance your career. If you want to expand your ability to succeed, you need to network. And everyone seems to know the importance of networking, but many people have little understanding of the best strategies and techniques to network effectively. Today's guest will debunk some myths about networking and share how you can make networking actually work for you in all areas of your life to get things done and accomplish your goals. Well, before we begin, I want to mention to you, our listeners, that we have seven powerful free videos that will transform your career and achieve a better job, better pay, and a better life. To access them, go to www.betterjobbetterlife.com. Now, to introduce our guest, Dr. Ivan Meisner is the founder and chairman of BNI, the world's largest business networking organization with over 5,500 chapters internationally. He's a New York Times bestselling author who's written 12 books, including his latest one, Networking Like a Pro. Dr. Meisner has taught business management and social capital courses at several universities throughout the United States and is considered one of the world's leading experts on business networking. He is a keynote speaker for major corporations and associations and has been featured in major print as well as on TV and radio shows. Welcome, Dr. Meisner. We're delighted to have you with us today. Thanks. It's great to be on the show. Well, tell us how and why you got into the networking business. You know, I'd like to tell you I had this vision of an international organization with groups all around the world, but the truth is I needed some referrals for my consulting practice. I was a business consultant back in the mid-'80s, and I put together some people I trusted, and they trusted me, and we met and started passing referrals to each other. We we uh, take uh, only one person per profession in the organization I started, BNI, and someone came who couldn't join and said, wow, this is great. I could get a ton of business out of a group like this. Would you help me open up my own group? And I'm like, okay, I can do two of these, and we opened up a second one. One and 
thought 20 or 30 people came and two couldn't join and they asked if I'd help them open a group and I said okay and then opened three more and four people came who couldn't join I mean it just snowballed the, hmm. at the end of a year uh, I had 20 groups I opened 20 groups and it was really by accident and it was at that point that I realized I had struck a chord in the business community that people were really looking for referrals and it wasn't just me and that's when I really started to get this vision for what ended up being an international organization. So, Ivan, are you the first to have developed that type of organization? No, there there are a lot of networks. I'm certainly not the first. Uh, uh, many different kinds of networks. As a matter of fact, uh, in the strictest sense of the word, um, really, Rotary is probably the first network of sorts. It, in its original charter, uh, Rotary was created for the scientizing of business relationships. And you have to remember, I think that was in 19, 1905, and you have to remember back then it was all about scientific management. But really what that amounted to was a network, and it was pretty it pretty quickly converted over to a service organization. But for a short period of time, they were really all about networking, and still are to some extent, but it's a secondary to their, to their mission. So uh, not the first, but we are by far the world's largest. Well, congratulations. Uh, it's uh, very impressive what you've accomplished. And the books uh, that I got a chance to review are, are just really dead on on the terms of the techniques and strategies that really work. In addition to the networking like a pro uh, that we've already mentioned, you wrote the book, The 29% Solution. Yeah. And in it, you debunk a commonly held view that there are only six degrees of separation yeah. between someone and you know anyone else on Earth. So tell us about that and why it's important. Well, you know, my co-author and I, Michelle Donovan, start off by talking about Santa Claus, Easter Bunny, and the six degrees of separation. And we basically say we're not, we don't want to tackle Santa or the Easter Bunny. We'll leave them alone. But let's talk about this uh, six degrees thing. It's a, it's a fallacy. It's not true. It's never been true that we're all connected by six degrees. It's based on the studies done by Stanley Milgram in the 1960s. Uh, they were called the Small World Studies. And he gave a packet of material to some people in Oklahoma and told them to get it to some guy in Massachusetts. And, of course, this was before Google. So you couldn't just Google the person and figure out who it was. Um, and so they sent the packet to somebody who sent it to somebody who sent it to somebody. They discovered that, on average, it took about six steps, about six degrees, six steps, to get to the person in Massachusetts. So then what's my problem with the six degrees? My problem is that only 29% of the participants ever got the packet through. Mm. 71% did not. Mm-hmm. So 29% were able to find the guy they needed to find in six degrees. You know, 71% couldn't find their car keys. They were lost. And so we go around saying that we're all separated by six degrees when, in fact, the very study that that's based on showed that only one out of three of us were, in fact, um, connected by six degrees. I've been Ken Dawson here. really appreciate having you on the show. Thanks, Ken. We would... Um, our book, Job Search Total System, talks a lot about networking, and obviously, you know, we're long networkers. We've been networkers for over 30 years, and over 30 years, we've we've literally had tens of thousands of our clients achieve better job, better pay, better life, and networking is a key part of that. Yeah. Uh, many of our listeners today, uh, Ivan, are those that are... They've read our book, understand what we do in a way of networking. Share with us or in our listeners uh, the maybe an overview of networking as it as it stands, and uh, maybe what you might share with them in addition to what we've told. 
Well, you know, if I had to give it an overview of, of the most important thing uh, to to build a powerful personal network, it would be what I talk about as the VCP process of networking. VCP. It stands for visibility, credibility, profitability. Uh, and and it's a chronological process. You have to start with visibility and move through to credibility and from credibility to profitability. Visibility is where people know who you are and what you do. Credibility is where people know who you are, what you do, and they know you're good at it. Profitability is where people know who you are, what you do, they know you're good at it, and they're willing to pass referrals to you on an ongoing reciprocal basis. And, you know, in some ways, people who don't understand this, they're the ones who often give networking a bad name. They're the people who walk up to you at some business mixer and they go, hi, Ken, my name's Ivan. You know what? We really should be doing business or maybe you could refer me to someone. And they're jumping over Mm. credibility, or at least they're Mm. trying to jump over credibility. They're actually at a fourth stage I haven't mentioned yet. Which is um, invisibility. Yeah. If you met them, you know, if you met them a week from now, you wouldn't remember who they were. Mm-hmm. And yet they're trying to jump over that visibility, over the credibility, and getting right to profitability. They're asking for something, whether it be a referral for a job or a referral for business or, or whatever. Uh, I call this premature solicitation. And you don't want to say that fast three times; we get yeah. in trouble. And, I, and I've been, we we talk it. I mean, we literally call it desperation. And, and yeah. as you said, it. it all it takes is one terrible networker to run it for everybody else, and it uh, turns off a lot of people. But That's true, and you know desperation is not referable. Absolutely. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. But the key point is, from our perspective, networking is fun. It's exciting. It's dynamic. But it's like anything else, okay? Our whole approach is work harder, smarter, longer. Learn our system, learn what it is you do, and then learn the techniques and apply it to your skills, talents, and abilities. And that's exactly what makes it go. Right. Agreed. Well, Ivan, and that's that's another parallel uh, with the total system is that you emphasize, just as we do, the importance of having a plan. Why is having a plan so important to a successful networking? We don't we don't teach this stuff in colleges and universities. You know, I taught for 16 years at a state university in Southern California. I'm here to tell you, it's it's just not in our curriculum. We give kids bachelor's degrees in business, and they don't have a clue, not a clue, how to network. And what little we do tend to teach, uh, we teach wrong. We don't even teach the right stuff when we do touch upon the subject. But there's virtually no, there's only two schools in the United States that have a core curriculum college course on social capital or networking. Only two. And so... So we just don't teach this, and it's no surprise then that business people struggle with it because they don't have a system, they don't have a plan, and they've never been taught one. And that's one of the things that I try to do. I mean, that's really my mission in business is to try and teach people how to build their business through referrals. And you have to have a system, you have to have a structure, and you have to practice it because if you don't, you're just winging it. And Ivan, what is so critical from our perspective, and I'm sure yours, is the old saying, it's better to give than to receive. It's so much better to give to others and ask a person, how can I help you? Okay, And yeah, people who yeah. hear you say that automatically want to return the favor and do what they can to you. Yeah, that's actually part of social capital theory. Uh, it's called the law of reciprocity. 
And the law of reciprocity is not a transactional law. It's a transformational law. Uh, not transactional meaning, look, uh, if you guys do this for me, um, I'll do that for you. That becomes transactional. Uh, a good friend of mine, Dr. Wayne Baker, calls it coin-operated networking. Let me put the coin in. I want the candy. Um, it Really, to make networking work effectively, it has to be more transformational. Let's, let's uh, as a group, work together for the greater good of the group. Uh, and, and it really ends up being a result of uh, the sum of the whole being greater than the individual parts. And, you know, you really have to know me to understand that I'm probably the least new age kind of guy you'll ever meet in your life. Yet this concept of working together to help one another is one that has worked for me for 25 years, and I recommend it highly. Well, 1955, Dale Carnegie. I mean, how to win friends and influence people. Yep. I mean, he wasn't the first, but he was certainly a pioneer in the idea, and so many consultants saw that and developed very lucrative practices as a result of it. Well, yeah, go absolutely. back to the Bible. That's, you know, that's an age-old uh law really of reciprocity is so important we talk about talk about it on many of our shows and all of the experts who um you know touch on the uh, science and art of success uh, talk about the importance of reciprocity well i want to get back to for a moment i i've been to your um point about colleges and universities not teaching this process i talked with a young fellow we work with a lot of young people um new college grads and and uh, pro- young professionals, and this young man um, is kind of stuck in his job right now, and he's he's got five children, so he's a little bit concerned about uh, getting too aggressive in, in finding another type of uh, opportunity, and he's kind of tested the waters in different ways within his company, but I was just astounded at his um, lack of um, understanding of how the importance of him taking responsibility for his own career development Right. And then realizing that he's got to get connected to people that can help him move either in the organization or potentially outside the organization. And this, I mean, he's a young man. He's in his late 30s already and still does not really have an understanding of that. So I think it's an area that virtually everybody is hungry to have a better understanding of. Yeah, and what happens is, you know, we get, especially if we're not in a sales or in a position that we have to go out and drum up business, we kind of get into this rut of doing our job. We go to the office, we do what we got to do. I, I see most uh, people are basically cave dwellers, you know. Mm-hmm. They get up in the morning, they're in this large cave with a big screen TV. They go out to their garage, get into this little cave with four wheels called their car. They drive to this other really big cave with computers called their office. They stay there all day long, and at the end of the day, they get back into their little cave with four wheels, and they drive back to their large cave with a big screen TV. And they can't figure out why they're have a network. Well, you know, networking's a contact sport. You've got to go out and connect with people. And so I understand how that happens. But um, if you want to build a powerful personal network, you have to get out there. You can't just rely on, you know, what's going on between the four walls at your office. Uh, You've you got to go out and connect with people and build relationships. I mean, one of the things we talk about in the book and in our seminars is um, everybody likes to eat and everybody really likes to eat when somebody else pays for it. I mean, call them, invite them to lunch. They'd love to go with you. And while you're there and you're buying a lunch, you have a chance to ask questions and network like crazy. It works like a charm. It really does. And, and you know, a, a good place to start to figure out who, who are the people to invite out to lunch would be, you know, various business organizations. If you're, if you're you know, in a, a, a position that's a staff-like position, um, then join a professional association of some kind. Join a service club. Join an organization that relates to your profession. And look for people who you want to emulate. Uh, I think it was Jack Canfield who said we, we, we're kind of the average of the five people we hang out most with. 
And so if you're hanging out with people or you're starting to connect with people who are very successful, that will help you in your in your networking. Exactly. Well, we got to take a little break here, but when we get back, we'll talk about more powerful strategies that can help you succeed in networking. Stay tuned. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you dissatisfied with your current job or not earning what you need or deserve? If you're looking for a better job with better pay to enjoy a better life, go to BetterJobBetterLife.com. And get our seven free videos that will jumpstart your future starting today. We'll teach you how to create a cycle of success with the right mindset and plan of action. Get the interview you want with a world-class resume. Make your references work for you and beat the competition. Network your way into the hidden job market for better jobs and faster placement. Research more effectively. The key to more job leads, stronger interviews, and higher pay. Turn your interview into an offer-winning performance. Get the money now by negotiating from strength. Thousands have successfully used our proven techniques to make their dream job or career a reality. So grab our seven free videos that will transform your career. Go to BetterJobBetterLife.com. Income Property Investment Talk with Peter Mosca and Dean Issa provides homeowners and investors eager to invest well in real estate the knowledge, resources, and tools necessary to generate significant wealth. Our focus will be the paradigm. Live where you want. Invest where it makes the most sense. Listen live to the brightest minds in real estate investment every Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. That's Income Property Investment Talk with Peter Mosca and Dean Issa, where America learns to invest. Wielding power, shaping environments and outcomes and making things happen are all essential characteristics of great leaders. Yet these qualities alone are not enough to ensure your success. In a complex world, how do you decide what's most important to you? In your career, your relationships, your finances, your family, in the world around you, in the whole of your life at large. Dr. Joseph Riggio, the host of Leadership Intuition, says that personal leadership, the desire to take charge of your life, is the key to creating futures that work and building a life worth living. Join Joseph as he reveals the power of uncovering and living your own personal mythology, the key to personal transformation, exquisite performance, and social influence. Learn to look inside and discover your personal mythology and unique leadership style. Go beyond conventional advice and discover your unique success blueprint on leadership intuitions with Dr. Joseph Riggio each Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Leadership intuitions, power, achievement, relationships. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. listening to Total Career Success with Ken and Cheryl Dawson. Do you have a question or comment for the hosts about today's show? Please call toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to tcsonair at tcsworldwide.com. Now, back to the program. 
Welcome back. Ken and Cheryl here talking with Dr. Ivan Meisner, and we're um, talking about networking like a pro, turning contacts into connections. And we've made a lot of important points in the first segment uh, in the fact that really everyone needs to be a networker, not just those who are seeking a job or not just those who happen to be in sales or business development, but really everyone needs to develop the skill. What are some of the top traits of a master networker, Ivan? You know, we've done a couple of studies uh, asking business professionals what they felt the top traits were. And, uh, pretty consistently, there are several that always end up in the top two or three. And one is uh, following up on uh, referrals or connections. The, uh, people just hate it when they give a referral or put someone uh, together and, and that, that person doesn't follow up. Mm. And so it's, you know, it's networking 101. If you're not following up on the contacts you're making, then it's a huge mistake. I think years ago, this second one surprised me. Now I, I understand it a lot better, and, and that is uh, positive attitude and enthusiasm. Those two always pop up uh, in the top of, every time I redo this, uh, the study. It's so important. You know, people, people don't like to network with people who whine and complain. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, it doesn't do any good to complain to people if things are tough because half the people you tell don't care and the other half are glad you're worse off than they are. <laughs> so it's important to be positive about what you do, and, and it comes across uh, when you're networking. So these are really uh, key uh, attributes. Of course, trustworthiness, uh, that's very, very important. Trust is a currency when it comes to social capital and networking. There has to be trust, and there has to be good listening skills. You know, a good networker has two ears and one mouth and uses them both proportionally. You should be listening uh, as much as, as talking. I like to say that, you know, a good networker is like a good interviewer. You're asking me questions. You're getting me to open up. I'm talking. Mm. A good networker is like that, a good yeah. interviewer. Let me, let me give you just one more, and that's a commitment to networking 24-7, that it's more of a lifestyle than a technique. And one of the questions I'm always asked is, well, okay, if it's a lifestyle, how much time do you, should you actually spend devoted towards your networking efforts? And I just got some hard data. It's not in either of these books. It's, gonna, it's coming up in, in the next book I'm working on. And it, it, we asked a series of questions like, uh, how many hours a week do you spend networking? And have you achieved success through networking? Do you consider your networking to, to have helped you succeed? Interestingly enough, the people who said, yes, networking has been very successful for me, spent an average of 6.5 hours a week on their networking activities. The people who said, nope, networking's not good for me, I've not achieved any success, the majority of them spent less than two hours a week. Mm-hmm. So there's a direct correlation, and we're going to be publishing these results pretty soon. Uh, it, it's, and actually, it's coming out, uh, going to be out in a, a new book. Uh, that it's going to be my best-selling book of all time. I'm predicting it right now on the air with you guys. All right. Uh, uh, I right. like book? that positive thinking. I mean, this show all by itself is going to put you over the top. So That's uh, right. <laughs> I, can't, I can't wait to help you spend well, your money. Well, you'll have to come back when you get the new book out. Well, here's, here's, the, here's the title of the new book. It's going to be called Business, Networking, and Sex. Not what All right. It's, those, it's about the difference between men and women. Those are the three oh, letters that they're going to put you I didn't know there were any differences between men and women. Yeah, and there are, including networking. There's some pretty big differences in what we're seeing and a lot of similarities. But there are a few things that uh, are, are, really show some statistically significant differences between men and women and, and how they network. But one of them uh, that's pretty consistent is 
the time to network. And the people who are successful at this generally are putting in six, six hours or more devoted towards their networking. Well, I think that really reinforces the importance of, of just really working the plan or process. Yeah, but I mean, the thing that we really focus on is that networking is fun. I mean, so many people look at it as, oh, drudgery, and I have to make so many calls. But if you look at it as fun, exciting, and, and when you open up a conversation with anyone, anywhere, at any time, and you make it fun, and you do what you can to help them, they, in turn, automatically want to help you. And that is something that is so critical for our listeners and people around the world. It's fun. Yeah, it's exciting. You're absolutely right. But it, it requires but the problem is the introverts don't find it fun. And so it's important that the introverts develop a skill set that help them make it a, a little easier to do. Because introverts don't find it fun to walk up to somebody and speak to a stranger. Yeah, it's tough for them. It is. It is. And, and telling them make it fun doesn't help. So here's a, here's a technique or two. Because I agree 100% with you. If you can make it fun, it's, it's going to be a lot easier to do and better for you. So here's, here's a technique or two that will help introverts with uh, their networking. One is, um, it, it comes from a concept out of a book called uh, Skills for Success by Dr. Adele Sheely. She wrote this many, many years ago. And she said, it's a long story, but to make it short, she said, act like a host, not a guest. When you're networking, act like a host, not a guest. Because if, you're, if it's your own party, you're less nervous to introduce yourself to people. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's a great concept, but of course, introverts still have a hard time with that. So here's, here's a technique that an introvert can use to help really act like the host. Don't act like it, be it. And the way you be the host is whatever organizations you belong to, whether it be a chamber of commerce or a service club or a group like BNI, almost all of them have some role that is in effect the visitor host. Chambers call them ambassadors. Uh, service clubs call them greeters. And BNI, we call them the visitor host. And these are the people who, who welcome visitors. So don't act like the host. Volunteer to be the host. Now it's your job to meet people as they come in and connect them with others, which introverts can be very good at. They, connecting is, is a strong point for many of them. And I've been so, what is um, what is so critical here is, and Cheryl might want to jump in on this, uh, we're both thinking of uh, two executives that came out of company. They're in our program, and uh, one guy was the supreme networker, very extroverted, very introverted, uh, and the other guy was very introverted and, and didn't do what he said. And Cheryl, pick up on that. You know who I'm talking about and what he well, did. Well, it's a very common pattern, and you're exactly right. This is an excellent idea, and uh, I, I'm actually an introvert, uh, Ivan, and, and uh, I do exactly what you're saying, is to be the host and be the greeter and take on an official role, right. and it does make it much easier. Uh, and once you get comfortable with it, you, it does become fun as well. Yes. But what Ken is speaking of is, is uh, again, he was a professional. He actually had a Ph.D. He was in a scientific role, uh, you know, kind of a behind-the-scenes role. And uh, that, that's very common for technical people that they're also introverts. And um, he had a really tough time just getting on the phone to do some of the phone work associated with networking. Right. And uh, one day, one day uh, he had this big smile on. He was in our offices. And I said, oh, gee, what are you smiling about? And he says, well, I tried it. <laughs> so in addition to having a plan, you've got to actually put it into motion. Yeah, what a thought. But he tried it. It worked. And he became one of the best networkers in the whole facility. As a matter of fact, he would go around and coach quiet people who were Excellent. not coming out of the show. And he said, I used to be like you. And let me tell you what I did. It worked like a charm. 
Excellent. And you know what? Extroverts are not necessarily great at networking. Uh, both have a strength and both have a weakness. Extroverts have no problem introducing themselves to a stranger. The problem that extroverts have is they can't shut up. They don't listen well. So an extrovert loves talking about themselves, but unless they're trained how to stop and listen and ask questions, they're never going to be as good at networking as they can be. Introverts may have a hard time making that first introduction, but they're better at listening. But see, what we do is train extroverts to ask this question, how can I help you? When yeah, they the four get most powerful words there are. Yeah, absolutely. When, when they get that orientation set up, focusing on themselves, but the other person, it just makes all the difference in the world. Here's we were going to talk about quote. great questions uh, later in the show, but since uh, Ken brought that up, what are some of the other great questions you can use um, to start a conversation when you're face-to-face? Well, uh, there's several. I'll give them to you, but there's a real important one to end with, uh, I think, that really applies to that how-can-I-help-you concept. Um, you have to remember when you're networking, it's like doing an interview. So ask them questions about their business. Tell me about your business. What's, you know, what's your target market? Uh, what are the kinds of clients that you're working with? Uh, explain that. Tell me more about that. Now, I've seen people, they've taken a list of questions, and I've written lots of different kinds of questions down for people. Don't stand there with a the list of questions and read off a set of questions to them. Mm-hmm. Make it a dialogue. Make right. it a conversation. That's really important. And what you want to end with is a question like, how can I help you? My favorite one is, so tell me some of the challenges that you have. You know? I love that one, too. That's a really good one because, now, you can't start with that. You know, you can't say, hi, Cheryl, my name's Ivan. Hey, tell me some of the challenges you have in your business because you're going to yeah, go, yeah. who are you and why are but you asking part of the dialogue. That? Yeah, and so if you get somebody to open up and talk to you for a while and you come, you come to the end of your conversation and you ask that, it's amazing to me how many times people will tell me some challenge they have. And then I say, gee, I know somebody that might be able to help you with that. Or I've read an article about that. Would you like me to send that to you? Now, when you can get somebody saying, wow, yes, here's my card. Would you please follow up? Now you know you're networking well. And, and you're not saying, hey, I've got a product to sell you that will help you with that. You're, you're truly, genuinely helping them. And that, you know, building a relationship is what networking is all about. And that's a great way to build a relationship. And I mean, what is critical here as well is research, doing your homework. Studying companies. Here in Houston, for instance, we teach our clients to study the company, study the industry, study so many factors and so many parts of a company that could come up in a conversation. So when they work a room, for instance, in a group and they run across a person from a company, they have some common fields of experience. Right. And they're able to ask questions, intelligent questions about the company and a little bit about it. And the person they're talking to or ask questions of is so impressed that they've done their homework and encourages them to come out and help them. Yeah, that's particularly powerful if you have any idea of the kind of business people that are going to be at the meeting. Uh, you know, Google is a, a thing of wonder. Uh, I, you know, today it's just so much easier to do a little bit of research on, on industries and on specific companies and individuals than it was 15, 20 years ago. Um, and a little bit of research goes a long way in helping uh, open up a conversation. Well, to close out this segment, uh, Ivan, we're talking a lot about some of the tactics, but it's important to have a networking mindset. We talked about reciprocity is one aspect of that. What is that social capital concept? How, why is that so important to understand? Yeah, the networking mindset is really important, and the social capital is an important piece of that. Social capital is really the accumulation of resources developed through personal and professional networks in the same way that one might have financial capital that they would draw upon. 
you really have social capital that you can draw upon that's based on relationships that you have built. You know, if, you're, if your network is a mile wide and an inch deep, it's not, very, it's not going to be very successful. You need a, a network that is a mile wide and very deep in some areas where you've really built social capital with people, where you've helped them, you've invested in that relationship so that when you need something, they're there for you willingly uh, to help you. And so social capital is a key part of it. I think the, most, the, the best way to remember it is that, is that networking is more about farming than it is about hunting, mm-hmm. that it's about cultivating relationships with other business professionals. Mm-hmm. I like the fishing concept, too. Yeah, the, the idea that, uh, you know, it's, it, it's about going out there and casting this net. Um, we can talk about that after the break if you'd like. Okay, great. Well, don't go away. We've got more additional concepts to help you succeed, so stay tuned. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you dissatisfied with your current job or not earning what you need or deserve? If you're looking for a better job with better pay to enjoy a better life, go to BetterJobBetterLife.com and get our seven free videos that will jumpstart your future starting today. We'll teach you how to create a cycle of success with the right mindset and plan of action. Get the interview you want with a world-class resume. Make your references work for you and beat the competition. Network your way into the hidden job market for better jobs and faster placement. Research more effectively. The key to more job leads, stronger interviews, and higher pay. Turn your interview into an offer-winning performance. Get the money now by negotiating from strength. Thousands have successfully used our proven techniques to make their dream job or career a reality. So grab our seven free videos that will transform your career. Go to BetterJobBetterLife.com. Zoom Leadership. It's the big picture issues of the day, up close and personal capabilities of leadership, and a desirable future of constant renewal. Zoom Leadership. It's the economic crisis made clear, patterns and perspectives of leadership, and the importance of changing the way we pursue our future. Join host John Schmidt every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time. Zoom Leadership. An inside look at what's really going on in business, government, and civil society. Tune in every week on the Voice America Business Channel. Do you want to know what's really going on these days? Well, Capital Thinking takes you inside the worlds of policy, politics, law, and business. What happens in Washington, on Wall Street, and in our nation's legal system impacts your business every day. We're taking you on a behind-the-scenes tour of all of it. Each week, we bring you unfiltered conversation with a variety of influential policymakers, lawyers, and business leaders. I'm Kevin O'Neill, and I'm your host as Capital Thinking tours the halls of power. Join me for Capital Thinking on the Voice America Business Network each Thursday at noon Eastern and 9 a.m. Pacific Time. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com.
listening to Total Career Success with Ken and Cheryl Dawson. Do you have a question or comment for the host about today's show? Please call toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to tcsonair at tcsworldwide.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. Kenneth Cheryl here with Dr. Ivan Meisner, and we're talking about networking like a pro. And we've already covered a lot of key concepts and in the last segment a little bit about the social capital and the importance of building that, just like you build your financial capital and your, your, uh, your wealth. Um, and you talked, uh, Ivan, about just uh, left this on the, on the point of fishing. Yeah. Uh, if you could pick up on that, that would be great. Yeah, networking is not a very linear uh, process. It's not, you know, it doesn't go from point A to point B to point C. Uh, I think a great metaphor for it is it, it, it seems random from one perspective. Um, I ran into a guy once who, who um, was going to quit uh, participating in networking groups because he said, you know, most of the referrals I'm getting are just totally random. It's, you know, so-and-so referred to me by such-and-such who knows uh, Aunt Matilda. And it was just, you know, there was no no logic to it. Well, networking is not linear. It's a great metaphor. So like a, you're a fish swimming out in the ocean and all of a sudden this net comes down and picks you up and uh, you're, you're, you're caught by a fisherman and that just seems so random. But it's not random from the fisherman's perspective. The fisherman's out there every day throwing that net. He has a sense of the weather and the tides, and he knows where the schools of fish go, and the you know, seasons are important, and he understands it. And so he's out there working it every day, and even though it doesn't seem linear, it's not all chance. It's hard work. And, um, and I think that that fishing analogy is a good one for the fact that networking works, but it just doesn't come across. Uh, it's not a simple scientific formula, uh, A plus B equals C. Right, and uh, there is a process, though, that you can use, just like the fisherman. And I liked really the other analogy you used about networking as a river with the four streams. Can you explain a little bit about those four streams and how each one can lead to... uh some real excellent connections. Yeah, the four streams of networking include uh, the different types of networks that one should consider to participate in. Uh, networks like uh, casual contact networks, such as a, a chamber of commerce or uh, a business association. Uh, strong contact networks like BNI, where they take one person per profession. Uh, online networks, uh, where you're connecting with people in online uh, environments. Environments. Uh, these are examples of, of the streams that really build the whole networking river. And one of the things that I recommend is that you participate in different kinds of networks. Uh, you, have to, you have to diversify the types of networks that you participate in. If you're, if you're only in a chamber of commerce, you go out and join three or four chambers, it's, it's one, you're just fishing out of one stream. Even though it's different groups, it's the same kind of group. And so you have to diversify those groups and and pick a few different types of groups in order to really make different kinds of connections. What is so critical, too, and again, going back to job search, it's all a system. It is a system. We work from assessment to resume to networking to references to interviewing to negotiation and acceptance, a better job, better pay, better life. But networking is a common thread through all of those. 
Yeah, yeah, it absolutely is, and and it and you can use it. To, one of the streams I didn't mention was knowledge networks, and a lot of people that are staffers, you know, not in sales, knowledge networks are a great way to make contacts that help you in your career. These are networks that are tend to be part of your industry in one way or another, and by participating in them, you're making contacts in maybe in the same field but different companies that may come to help you uh, when you're looking to make a job job change down the road. And I think that's one area. One stream that's um, very comfortable for the introverts or those who have less opportunity in their in their regular right. you know roles, right. uh, and really helps them to to move out and to be that knowledge expert. Well, social media, as you mentioned, the online uh, seems to really be the rage now yeah. with networking. Um, however, we um, emphasize, as I know you do, Ivan. Um, that it cannot replace the traditional face-to-face networking. What are the top three mistakes that uh, people and businesses uh, make when it comes to social media networking? Well, there are a number, but let's talk for a second about this face-to-face versus versus, uh, online. Uh, I met a guy from um, a newspaper in Stockholm, and he drove an hour and a half to meet me to do this interview on networking, and he spent the first 10 minutes telling me how face-to-face networking was like the buggy whip industry. It was going to go away. And, I mean, he literally laid into me about face-to-face networking. And, and I finally said to him, so why are we doing this interview? And he said, what do you mean? I said, well, why are we doing this interview? He said, well, you know, I had to come here and do it. I said, yeah, I understand, but why did you drive an hour and a half to get here? Why didn't you just pick up the phone and do the interview? And without skipping a beat, he looks at me and says, well, you know, face-to-face interviews are always better. <laughs> I looked at him and I said, yes, you've just, you know, you've just uh, supported my position. yourself there. And he was like, oh, my goodness, you're absolutely right. I said, and when you're talking about business and trust, that's even more important than just doing an interview. And so the face-to-face networking is not going to go anywhere. But that doesn't mean that online networking is invaluable. It is. It, to me, it's not either or. It's both and. Mm-hmm. So the three, the three big mistakes that you can make in social media is, one, spending too much time on it. And if you want, I'll, I'll, I'll explain more. But the three are spending too much time on uh, online. The second is uh, not leveraging your time. There's a way to leverage your time and efforts. And the third is to assume that you're going to get quick business, not following the VCP process online, because VCP applies online as well as face-to-face. And I might add a fourth, and that is burning your contacts. We see that so often, where you uh, spend too much time, do all the wrong things, and either waste the time or burn the time of your references or critical testimonials, and that will really kill you. Yeah, I, I, that sounds to me like it fits a little bit with the VCP, that you've you got to work the VCP process, you've got to build people with visibility, you've got to maintain that credibility, and you don't want to overstep you know, any, any welcome or relationship exactly. there in order to get the profitability. Exactly. So what do but you the, view the leverage, as the ideal uh, use and strategy for the social media? Well, I think one of the most important things is, is understanding the, the leveraging of your time because there's something crazy about online networking, and you, you guys have probably seen it. You get online and you look at somebody's uh, profile page, and there's an interesting link, and you click to that, and that takes you to a YouTube video, and, and then something funny happens to the space-time continuum, and you've just lost two hours. 
And so you really have to leverage your time, budget it. You can use systems like ping.fm. I don't know if you're familiar with ping or seismic, S-E-E-S-M-I-C.com. These are sites that you can go to that instead of, instead of logging on to Facebook, typing in your message, logging off, logging on to LinkedIn, typing your message, logging off, and doing this with all of them, you can go to one site and just leave a message, a ping. You say, hey, I'm, I'm doing a radio interview live right now. And, and you send it out, and it would go to every one of your websites. So that's a great way to leverage your time uh, online and to, to uh, you know, the ideal use of your, of your uh, or effective use of your social media time. I have another critical technique that we teach has to do with the person who is networking asking the other ind- individual, uh, well, how can I help you? For instance, I've met with you know, so many people, so many companies, I've gained a lot of information, I've met a lot of contacts. Is there anything I can do to help you in that regard? Yeah. And it opens a person up to just say, boy, that's great, I really appreciate that. Some of the things you might help me with are, and all of a sudden you have a dialogue. Yeah, that's very true, especially if you're networking up. If you're trying to develop a relationship with somebody who's maybe more successful than you, has you know more brand recognition, more name recognition, what tends to happen with those people is they get hit, hit on all the time for business. Mm-hmm. They're, they're always being asked for something. They're rarely being um, offered something That's right. in the way of being helped. That's right. Being helped. I mean, they're often offered the opportunity to buy something, but to be helped is rare. And so the more you can, especially if you're networking up, the more you can find ways to help that person, the quicker you're going to build a relationship. And sometimes that individual has unique skills, abilities, and talents, or unique contacts that most people don't have that could be very, very beneficial to the other person. Yeah, absolutely. And that's one of the reasons why I like, you know, what are the question, what are, so what are some of the challenges? Because you'll often get asked or told some challenges. The one challenge that when I was a business consultant years ago that I always heard from companies was, you know, dealing with employees, managing employees. What a hassle. And I would always refer them to someone I know you know, uh, uh, Frederick Hertzberg. I'd always refer them to an article uh, by Frederick Hertz, Hertzberg in the Harvard Business Review called uh, One More Time Now, How Do You Motivate Employees? And people would go, oh, gosh, I, I so need that. And, and they'd give me their card, and I'd mail them. This was before Internet. I'd mail them the article. And what a great way to open the door uh, as a business consultant to show them my knowledge and expertise to help them. I great technique. How- Ken, we got to take a little break here. But when we get back, we'll pick up on your point. Stay tuned. Opinion. Can you hear me? Your voice counts. Call toll free 1 866 472 5787. 1 866 472 5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you dissatisfied with your current job or not earning what you need or deserve? If you're looking for a better job with better pay to enjoy a better life, go to BetterJobBetterLife.com and get our seven free videos that will jumpstart your future starting today. We'll teach you how to create a cycle of success with the right mindset and plan of action. Get the interview you want with a world-class resume. Make your references work for you and beat the competition. Network your way into the hidden job market for better jobs and faster placement. Research more effectively. The key to more job leads, stronger interviews, and higher pay. Turn your interview into an offer-winning performance. Get the money now by negotiating from strength. 
thousands have successfully used our proven techniques to make their dream job or career a reality. So grab our seven free videos that will transform your career. Go to BetterJobBetterLife.com. Listen for the right turn with J.J. O'Malley. It's an insider's look at America's fastest-growing motorsport series, the Grand Am Rolex Sports Car Series, presented by Crown Royal Cask Number 16. You'll hear about what happened last weekend and get a preview of what's coming up next. From the Rolex 24 at Daytona through Watkins Glen International, Mid-Ohio, Laguna Seca, right up to the championship at Homestead Miami Speedway. The Right Turn with J.J. O'Malley, broadcast live every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Power Up Motorsports Channel. Tune in to Patricia Raskin Positive Living on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This program brings you practical and inspiring principles for living a more authentic, engaging, and passionate life. Patricia's guests will give you a formula for connecting, giving, forgiving, and miraculous living. So tune in and call in to Patricia Raskin Positive Living Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. It's practical, positive solutions for a happy, empowered, and successful life the internet's number one talk station number one talk station voiceamerica.com listening to Total Career Success with Ken and Cheryl Dawson. Do you have a question or comment for the hosts about today's show? Please call toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to tcsonair at tcsworldwide.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. Ken and Cheryl here with Dr. Ivan Meisner. And we've covered a lot of great ground on how to network like a pro and one of the areas that I wanted to pick up on, Ivan, is uh, the, we talked about some people to get turned off with the randomness of the, um, especially when you get face-to-face in some of these networking groups and so forth. Uh, we help clients uh, in developing a target list for their contacts, especially as it relates to their job search. What are some of the tips that you have for developing a target market? Well, I think a target market is really important, and a target market really needs to be a market, maybe two at the most. You you don't want to, you know, I've seen so many business people say, well, I have five different target markets. Well, you know, you really can't be an, a, a, truly an expert in five completely different areas. And so um, to target your market, you want to ask questions like, you know, who are my best pro- prospects, my absolute best prospects? Uh, where can I meet my best prospects? That's an important one. Um, you know, you, you want to be able to figure out uh, uh, who exactly it is that you want to meet and, and target it into uh, just a handful of one or two different markets and, and then really emphasize that. Now, does that mean that you can't work with uh, businesses from uh, all different fields? No, it, does, it doesn't mean that at all. You can, you can certainly um, uh, provide services to a broader market, but the more you become an expert in an area, the more you'll build your personal brand. If, if you try to be uh, an expert in all areas, uh, it's, it's you know, like a, a jack-of-all-trades is a master of none, and it's important to really have a specific target market if you want to build yourself as a brand. I have another idea has to do with uh, those that go to uh, meetings and or seminars and or conferences. 
oftentimes an individual can find and or access the list of people who are going to be there. Yes. Absolutely critical to go through it, do your homework, do your research, study companies, study people, study backgrounds, and it's amazing how much you can learn, especially with today and all the technology we have prior to going there. And as you go around, you see the names of the people, and all of a sudden you're matching up their background with a name, and you have an automatic conversation. Yeah, very true. And it's what we were talking about earlier that Google's been a, you know, an amazing thing because you can pull up people's names uh, before you meet with them and get a sense of who they are and what their background is. And whenever I'm going to an event where I know I'm going to meet some people that um that I want to network with, I always look them up and get some information on them before I go there. And sometimes it may be somebody that I've already met and and I know, but I want to update myself on what they've done lately. Exactly. So that and yeah, and, what's so, and what's so exciting is oftentimes uh, you do it, they do it, and when you meet, you say, oh, boy, we've, we've done homework on each other. It's amazing how much <laughs> you we Yeah, feel like you already know each other. Well, one of the chapters in your book goes into depth on this uh, topic, Ivan, uh, and you have actually eight steps to optimizing referrals so that, um, you know, you're not just jumping on them uh, for business uh, on step one. Yeah, and, and I also talk about a referral continuum, uh, and the referral continuum is is really the efforts that you have to put in in order uh, for, to have any kind of expectation uh, of a referral. And there are different levels of referrals that you get when you're talking to people. Um, you know, the, just a name and contact is really not much of a referral. It's more of a lead than a referral. But... You know, a testimonial letter or an endorsement letter, that's a higher level of a referral. Uh, a letter of introduction is a higher level of a referral. Uh, an introductory call where you, you introduce two people together or you arrange a meeting, um, these are all higher levels of referrals. And so I uh, try to teach, and this is out of Networking Like a Pro, I try to teach the, the the better way to make the connections is the higher level of a referral, not the lower level of a referral, because you're building better social capital. That if you put two people together, literally, physically, you say, let me introduce the two of you at, at, at my office or at your office, then you're putting more into the referral continuum, and you're going to get more out of it. And I have been, one of the other critical issues is when you do meet an individual and all of a sudden there's immediate chemistry, it doesn't have to be, gee, call me next week or the week after or next month or whatever, the individual might say, boy, you and I have so much in common. Uh, do you have information on yourself? Most people throw out a business card, but we teach our clients to actually share with the individual a job search toolkit, which includes resume, references, and any other information on the individual, forms appraisal, potential appraisals, and anything they've done. And yeah. it's amazing how oftentimes the individual say, wow, you put a lot of time on this. Why don't we have a cup of coffee? Let's talk about it now. Right. Yeah, it's very true. One of the techniques I use uh, in BNI is I have people do what I call a gains exchange, which is out of um, my book, Business by Referral. And it's an acronym. It stands for Goals, Accomplishments, Interests, Networks, and Skills. And I uh, ask people to both parties to complete the gains exchange and, and to exchange that, to, to share it with each other. Because it's really interesting that oftentimes business is developed from personal interests. I had two guys who hardly spoke to each other over the course of a year, and they were both in a networking group. It wasn't they didn't like each other. They were just in completely different businesses. And I had them do one of these gains exchanges, and it was really interesting because they went into it kicking and screaming. They just did not want to do this. And while they were going through the process, 
they found out they were both soccer coaches huh. for their son's soccer teams. Exactly. Yeah, and all of a sudden, they have something to talk about. And now they're sharing coaching techniques. And then they started scouting for each other and helping each other oh. out. Well, guess what? After six months, they were giving referrals to each other. And it happened because they were soccer coaches. Go figure. So it's that personal connection. And the more you can find overlapping connections, the more you're going to build the relationship. And it's the relationship that builds the social capital in business. Many years ago, we used to teach communication skills. And I used to have what I call common fields of experience. And that's what this is. Yeah. You talk to people and you find common fields of experience that you have uh, experience in or expertise in or you've done it together. I mean... It, it goes back to what you said earlier. So, so many of us, I mean, we travel the world just like you do, and it's amazing how many people you find who are fascinated by where you've been, what you've done, and it's yeah. amazing how much you've done or where you've been together. Yeah, that's right. And, and you know, we talked about the, the networking being, if it's a mile wide and an inch deep, it's not going to be very successful. I think that's really important when the economy is tough. Uh, in Southern California, where I'm from, we get these big winds every year called the Santa Anas. And, and, and next time you see it, if you see it on the news and you see all these trees knocked over in Southern California, take a good look at them. Because they're almost always eucalyptus trees. There's a certain type of eucalyptus tree in Southern California. Well, I just want to say we only have a minute left here, Ivan. Thank you so much for being with us today. A lot of great ideas. Uh, share with our listeners where they can get a hold of your materials and some of those great forms that you have available. Sure. The uh, website for – you can pick up uh, Networking Like a Pro from uh, IvanMeisner.com or Amazon, most major bookstores. If anyone's interested in information on uh, BNI, it's uh, BNI.com. Uh, for uh, a chapter out of the book, uh, Networking Like a Pro, you can get a chapter by going to my uh, personal website, IvanMeisner.com. And Ivan, I just wanted to share with you, um, as we do in every show, we are so proud of our men and women around the world who are – uh, defending our country, active military, and uh, I know you feel the same way. Absolutely. My dad's a vet, uh, fought in Vietnam, so um, uh, kudos, amazing things that they're doing right now. Thank you very well, much. Well, thank you again, Ivan. Uh, everyone, be sure to check out our seven free videos at www.betterjobbetterlife.com, and we'll be with you next week. Thanks again for joining us this week on Total Career Success with Ken and Cheryl Dawson. Remember to join us again next Monday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific, right here. Have a great week.